0: Romans chapter 1 this morning. Romans chapter 1. So thankful for all those helping with the music today. And also not only this morning but tonight as well. Looking forward uh, to wonderful service tonight as well. Amen. So 6 o'clock everyone's invited to come back uh, for that. Uh, going to be a special time. Alright. Do I have I'm on. Okay. Very good. Alright. Romans chapter 1 this morning. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, verses 18 through 32 this morning. And uh, this morning we're going to be looking at what darkness breeds. What darkness breeds. Say, preacher, this doesn't sound like a very inspiring message for this morning. Um, and the first part is serious, but the last part is glorious. Amen. I'm so glad Brother Johnson sang that special this morning, nothing but the blood can save us from sin. Amen. We say nothing but the blood of Jesus. And that's exactly what this message is about this morning. And we know that the month of June is pride month, and man's pride, and flaunting his sin in the face of God. And however, we like to focus on that sin sometimes. There's a lot of other sin that God judges. Amen. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. How do we get to this place? We see the darkness of man, man's dark imaginations, dark deeds. How do we get to this place of darkness? Well, Romans chapter 1 enlightens us in regards to that. But this morning, if we could stand together out of respect for the ring of the Word of God, Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, this morning. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. You changed the truth of God into a lie, And worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women to change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Let's pray. Dearly Father, I pray this morning, your word would be ringing true in our hearts, dear Lord, for our world is so deceived, there's so much darkness. And Lord, in this passage, you instruct us as to why. And I pray that today, we're so thankful that we have the light, the light of your word, the light of yourself. I pray that today, that light would shine bright. And if any in here this morning, they are not saved, or maybe listening online, or will listen to this message at a later time, that they would come to you and be saved. For Lord, that is the only hope for those sitting in the darkness, is yourself. I pray that we would see that today. And our role in it and our part in sharing your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. What darkness breeds? We see, we look outside and it seems that at times are getting darker and darker. We see sin is magnified and it seems we think it can't get any worse. It does. Man can become more and more depraved. We like to focus on the sin of. Which is a deviancy. Uh, we see it today. You know now it's becoming you know the drag shows and all of those things going on. But the problem is, I think, what a lot of people are beginning to have is that they're targeting our children. That's the issue. Amen. I was. But can I just tell you something? The devil's always been after your kids. He's just open about it now. And so we look at all of that, and we go, how in the world did we get here as a nation? How in the world did we get to this place? Where does this come from? Not only this, but God is also going to judge other things, not just this. We, look at, we like to focus on this one because it's the most public. But we look at, there's a lot of other wicked things that go on in our nation today that God is going to judge. We see this in verse number 18, a very clear instruction. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all, not just some, not just the ones we like to pick and point out, but all ungodliness. All ungodliness ungodliness, and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So number one, if you're taking notes this morning, the truth about wickedness. The truth about wickedness. Not only is God going to judge sodomy, he's going to judge immorality, thieves, liars, whoremongers, or those that desire harlots, any type of sin, God is going to judge. All ungodliness, not just some. We have this idea, well, God's going to really judge those people, but then he's going to let me off. He's really going to judge those, but, you know, that we get to this place of darkness in our nation. It's been a process of going on and on and getting worse and worse and degenerating more and more. But how do people get to this place of being so twisted? We look at these people, and I I saw a video this week of uh, there are some people that are standing up to these things and people that claim to be Christians, and they... uh, in the middle of these things, they protest. By the way, I mentioned that guy on Wednesday that got arrested by just sharing a Bible verse. He got let off. He said it was an unlawful arrest, dropped everything. Praise God for that. Uh, but there is uh, another one. He just, it was the middle of a, a drag show, okay, and, and he just stood up. He said, you know, the Bible says that God is going to judge you for this. And that is it would be better for a millstone to be hanged about your neck and drowned in the utmost part of the sea because you're doing this to children, Okay. He wouldn't have handled maybe a way I would have handled it, but what he was saying was true. And so people turned around and told him to be quiet, cursed him out, and one lady looked at her, said, looked at him, and said, "You need to be quiet. Our children are here." Our, my children are here. Shh. But isn't that what the devil does to turn the truth into what a lie? And that they have deceived themselves that this is truth, this is, is this how I am. But they have taken the truth of God and made it into a lie. So that, what do we see? They have called good evil and evil good, the Bible says. And they say, well, whenever you bring the truth to them, it's a, no, you're the one that's wrong, I'm right. How do we get there? How do we get there? Can I just tell you something? We know that the love of God will forgive. Amen. Praise God that we have the forgiveness of God. Romans 5, 6, For when we were yet yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad Christ died for you even though you were ungodly? Is there hope for these people? Absolutely, yes, in Christ. But why do they revel in the darkness? You see some, they revel in it. They promote it. They want other people to be involved in it. What happened? Well, for the first thing that we see, first is the one, the truth about wickedness, this, not just this sin, but any sin the second thing is the denial of God. What we see in Romans chapter 1 is a denial of God. They, un- they know who God is. They know that they are the creation of God. They understand that, but then they decide, I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to acknowledge God. It doesn't matter if they are a deviant who denies how God made them or is the straight-laced atheist. It doesn't matter. All in their own way are denying the God of heaven. And can we look here? Let's look back at Romans chapter 1, that verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that what? They are without excuse. What does this mean? Every single person has a God consciousness inside of them. Every, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, it doesn't matter. And they say, well, these people, they just don't know, they're deceived. Yes, they have been taught that they need to embrace that which is wrong in their hearts, the lust of their flesh. They're taught in school, hey, that's okay that you feel different than how you were born. You just go with it, go follow that, follow the confusion, follow the error, follow, go towards the darkness. Instead of, but I will, I will submit to you. You talk to honest atheists. They came to a point in their life where they decided there was no God. Not that God proved that God was proven. They say, well, I read this and I read that. And I'll never forget reading some of these. Well, I read the Bible cover to cover and I didn't find God there. I said, well, then you didn't read it in all honesty. Amen. Because when we read with an open heart, we hear over and over and over and over again, people saying, if God, you are there, I want to find you here. Guess what he does? He reveals himself in his word every single time. But those that already have their closed heart and they just are looking for the problems and their perceived inconsistencies and their perceived errors and their, that challenges their way of thinking, well, there is no God. The book is a, The Bible is a fairy tale. It's not true. But they made a decision to say, no, I know, in my, I know there is a God, but I'm going to deny him. People that go into deviant lifestyles, they know how God made them, but they decided to deny how God made them. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. And that's what we see here. Professing themselves to be wise, they became Fools. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And here it is, and their foolish heart was darkened. Instead of going towards God, I'm going to embrace darkness. I'm going to go to the dark. And we know we always look at the great battle between light and darkness, good and evil, God on one side, Satan on the other. Satan is the Lord of darkness. God is the God of light. Amen. And that's very obvious there. And what we see going on with the darkness is what are are these people going in the way of the devil? Yes. A lot of these people that live these deviant lifestyles are Satan worshipers. A lot of them. They're open about it. And those, do you know who is encouraging these deviant lifestyles? The Wiccans. Yes, this is great. Let's go this way. Embrace the darkness. Embrace the darkness inside of your soul. They deny God's existence. Well, God doesn't exist. They deny, by doing that, they also deny God's authority over them. We see in Genesis chapter 1, God created the heaven and the earth. God created man. And God gave man the rules. Don't eat of the tree of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat of it. It wasn't Adam saying, well, God, I have elected God, my ruler. No, God said, I created you. Here's the rule. Then what happened? God gave the moral laws of the Old Testament. We see that all the way through, even from Genesis. He taught Adam and Eve. We don't see it recorded, but we know they run. They know murder's wrong. They know how to sacrifice and worship God. It was given, shown them how they were to sacrifice, how they were to worship God. And we see it's written down in the Old Testament law God is the lawgiver, God is the judge. And man doesn't like that because that means we're accountable for what we do. Whether we like it or not, it doesn't matter how many times they say, Well, uh, you know what? I deny that you have authority over me you know it's not we see that happening today well you know what the speed limit's 55 miles an hour and pull over people well i'm a sovereign citizen and the speed limit doesn't apply to me sorry it still does well i don't want it to it doesn't matter whether you want it to or not have you run into those brother john oh yes doesn't apply to me well you're still going to jail okay right <laughs> and uh take it up we have a we have a court system go for it man but you know it doesn't matter you know i'm a rules don't apply to me that's man denying authority and we've done that first with god denying the authority of god and then also, then not only that we see god's word god's message to man the law of god the word of god deny that what do you mean marriages between one man and one woman? As we see that in the Bible, God, male and female, created He them. Well, I don't like that. I want to be a dog. I identify as a dog. Or a horse. You laugh, people do it. And so, but I, and we say, we have progressed, right? <laughs> we have progressed. We are a progressive society. I can be a cat if I want to be a cat professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We laugh, but that's just sad. All of these things going on, how sad, how demented, how twisted, and by the way, how miserable these people are to live in their fantasy world, and they want you to acknowledge the lie that it's true. Don't you ever call a someone that's a he or she. Amen? Because all you're doing, the Bible says, speak truth with thy neighbor. And if you acknowledge their fantasy, I'm sorry, you're lying to them. I've never, I have somewhat, sometimes sometimes it's hard to tell. Amen. My wife and I were flying. And there was this young lady, this flight attendant. And we were like, oh, she looks like somebody we know. Started talking. I was like, this is a Man. Your stomach drop. I mean, it's disgusting. I'm just saying it is. It's disgusting. And I was, then at that moment, you're just like revolting. It's so sad. Like how sad. I was almost overcome This is sad that someone is so deceived and so twisted and that they think this is happiness, how they're missing out on the happiness in Christ and the joy in Christ. It's sad. You know, we get angry about it. and We get, but can I just, you look at these people and say, how sad. This is heartbreaking. What is going, these are people with lives. All of this, why? They've embraced the darkness. And a lot of them have been taught to embrace the darkness. It's okay. Just go with it. They went to their therapist. That's right. If you don't feel like you need to be a certain gender, you should be whatever gender you want to be. Go ahead. It's sin. And God will judge it. They deny the creation of God. They are sinners. There are some, they are sinners, and they know they're sinners, and what's talking about here is people that are sinners, and they know they're sinners, and they don't care. I'm just going to do it anyway. This is what Romans chapter 1 is talking about. They have rejected God, lock, stock, and barrel. But here's the question. There's a big debate among people. Can God save them? Absolutely, yes. God is always able to save. Now, here's the question. Will they turn to God? Sadly, not many will. Because God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Now, this is not everybody you meet. We don't know where people's minds and hearts are. Only God does. Amen. Men, sometimes, we like to make judgments. and Like, well, they're just never going to come to God because they've gone too far. Uh, We don't, the person, we're not in their mind. We're not in their heart. Only God knows that. So we're still faithful to share the gospel and try and reach people. Amen. We do not need to stand in the place of God. So what happens then? Well, they deny that. By the way, many of these people didn't start out to be this. They started out in other areas. And the third thing is, what happened? What does darkness breed? More darkness. So it breeds a denial of God. It breeds more darkness. When you shut God out, then you breed more darkness. What happened in our country when we took the Bible and God out of our government and out of our schools? What happened? The darkness accelerated. And do we understand? Do you know why they did that? So they could pave the way for what they're doing right now. What they're doing right now was planned 80 years ago. Don't believe me? Look at the history of the people, John Dewey and all these people. That's what they planned. This is what they wanted, what's going on right now. And most of them were communists. How do you destroy a country? From the inside out. And they're doing a great job. When you shut God out, and that's not a conspiracy theory. Go read the history. When you shut God out, then you will breed more darkness. This described the days of Noah. Genesis chapter 6. Turn over there. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. The good part's coming, don't worry. Genesis 6, 5 and 6. And God saw what? The wickedness of man. God sees our wickedness. Don't think God doesn't see. God sees what's going on. We think, where is God in all of this? He sees and he knows. And God keeps the score. He sees what's going on. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. I said, well... I said, well, why did this happen? Well, because man is naturally this way, but also because man lived an awful long time, at these, time these days. Living seven, eight hundred years. You know, we have making, people make enough trouble in 50, 40, 50 years. Imagine centuries of being able to make trouble and do all of that. You know, imagine Hitler lived for four or five hundred years. I mean, that'd be terrible. That's what was going on, that's why God shortened lifespan so that man would not be able to make as much evil in their life. But still, sin always leads to more sin. It's only evil continually. And this is what brought about the worldwide flood. We see it in degener- the degeneration of sin today, that of the character of people. It's okay to lie. You know, people today, it's rare to find somebody that doesn't believe that lying in some, in some situations is not okay. Being honest in all situations, is becoming hard to find people like that. As almost everybody you meet, you expect them at one time or another to lie to you somewhere along the way or to deceive you or to try and, you know, well, I'm sick when you're really not and call into work, okay? That's what's expected today. Character is not expected anymore. But when the people see it, like, wow, you must be a Christian. Amen. But sadly, even in Christian circles, character is going down. Sin always leads to more sin. Immorality will always lead to more sin. And darker sin, drugs will lead to something. Alcohol will always lead to something else. Down, 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 down. Darkness, darkness, darkness. And preacher, we're depressed enough. What's going on? What? What's the answer? Well, here's the answer. Not only in the darkest hour we look at and we can get discouraged. We look at the darkness. We look at all's going on. You know, we see turns everywhere in our media. Just sin and darkness is promoted and you're just like, this is too much, can't take it, then turn it off. Man, It's the world we live in. You don't have to keep your social media accounts going all the time. If you don't want to see it, shut it off. We have power to do that. But the world wants to make you think that you don't have the power. You can't shut us out. You can't shut us up. We can tell you what we want to tell you. Well, I've, last time I checked, I belonged to God, not to them. But what do we do about it? Not only do we see the denial of God, we see more darkness. We see a darkest time. Can I tell you something? In the darkest pitch black. I don't know if you've ever been in pitch, pitch black before, maybe in the woods on a cloudy night. I'll tell you what, in Papua New Guinea, it was dark because it was a cloudy night one time, and the jungle is dark at night, and it's scary. It's like a pitch, pitch, I mean, you could that piano could be right there, you know, usually you can see a little bit of an outline, something faint, nothing, I mean, you could walk, boom, into a tree, you wouldn't see it unless you got that close to it. That's a darkness. Never forget one winter growing up, you know, it's in the darkness, and you know, when you're in the darkness, you're imagining it begins to play tricks on you a little bit, right? a squirrel snaps a twig and you think it's a bear, you know, something's coming to get you, right? But guess what, whenever you have a light, if you have a flashlight or even a match when you're in that dark, dark light, a small or dark dark that dark darkness that there's no light at all, even the smallest light, a spark is so comforting to see, isn't it? Can I tell you something? The god that we serve is not a one that brings the light of like a flint box, he puts a spark out there. It's not even a flashlight. Let's look at Matthew chapter four. Darkness also breeds the great light. The great light of Jesus Christ himself. Matthew four, sixteen and seventeen. Remember the time of Jesus coming. This is when Jesus began to preach. This was the time of darkness in Israel. The Romans were oppressing them. They were were starving in some places. They were just in a spiritual darkness. They were defeated, discouraged. Darkness couldn't get any worse. Matthew 4, 16, The people which sat in what darkness saw a little light they they saw a little glimmer in the in the no they saw great light to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death light is sprung up from that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand with great darkness comes the great light of Jesus Christ because there are some that are sick of sitting in the darkness. It's all they've ever known. They're tired of being in the darkness. So there's more to life than being in the dark. And they want to see a light. They don't think there's hope in anything. There's no light. But then we show them the glorious light of God, that God whom they had denied, the God who had, den- had they had rejected, shines a light. And isn't God merciful to do that? God has every right to say, I'm done with you. You have rejected me. You have rejected my laws. You have rejected my authority. You have rejected me. I have every right to say, I'm done, but he's not. Praise God that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. That great light shone to them. With great darkness comes great light. John 8, 12, then spake Jesus again to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We worry so much about the dark. We worry so much about the darkness. You're not in darkness. And that sometimes, as what distresses us. We say, why don't people get it? You know what? Don't they see? No, they don't. Because they're in darkness. They're blind. They don't know. They don't see. They've gotten, some of them have gotten a glimpse of the light. But they don't understand. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. We need to share the light of the gospel no matter how dark your darkness is, the light of Jesus can light that darkness. It light that dark. Amen. No matter how dark and deep your darkness is, the gospel of Christ, the great light, can wash all your sin away by the blood of Jesus Christ. He suffered and bled and died to take your sin away. Yes, sin is great. And we're without excuse. They're without excuse. Yes, it is great. But the forgiveness of God is greater. The grace and mercy of God is greater. That's why we're saying grace greater than our sin. And we look at people, even those people, yes, even those people. As First Corinthians says, such as were some of you, people that lived like that, people that lived in the darkest hole of debauchery and sin, yet they came to Christ and Christ saved them. Let's not put limits on God's forgiveness. We need to be careful. Sometimes we can. There are churches that do. Well, sodomites will never get saved. They've rejected God. They're going to hell. They're never going to get saved. You can't say that because the Bible doesn't say that. We have to be careful that we don't impose something the Bible does not say. The Bible tells us that those that live like that were saved, some of them, Paul says. Such as were some of you, abusers of themselves with mankind. That's homosexual. They got saved and their lives changed so they can be saved. But are we willing to share the great light with them to illuminate their dark heart? Pastor, we have to go talk to those. Yes, everybody. Why are we afraid of them? Because, but for the grace of God, that could have been you. That could be you. Preacher, oh, never. Never. Never would that would I ever do such a thing. You were in the same circumstances those people were in. You weren't taught what those people were taught. And but for the grace of God, that could have been you. But you have the light, it's our job to share it and not to hoard it. We're to share with people that they can be. By the way, don't excuse their darkness either. Well, that's just how people if that's how they want to live, you know, that's you know, that's, we're just going to have to understand. They're on their way to hell if they have rejected Christ. That's the end. God judges all sin. Therefore, we have a responsibility to everyone who is our what? Neighbor. To tell them of the love of Christ and the gospel and salvation. And salvation from what? The punishment of hell. How are they going to know that they need to be saved unless you point out their darkness? we got to point out the sin. It's sin. It's wrong. We're not going to excuse it. You would be surprised how many Christian people excuse the sin. They say it's terrible, but it's fine when their family member does it. Well, well, guess what? You can still stand for right and love them too, but don't make excuses for their sin. It's sin. It's wrong. You need to tell them it's wrong. But you know what? Many times we tell these people, they know what's wrong. They know what's wrong. Pastor Harvey's talked to many, many people about Christ, and I'm done. Talked to many, many people about Christ. And, you know, people, we say, well, people today, they don't know that, you know, immorality is wrong. They don't know drinking. They don't know drugs. They don't know. Whenever Pastor Harvey talks to people about Christ, name three, three things that you've done. Being immoral, drinking, drugs, Yes, and they they know it's wrong. But how we justify it is what differs differs some people. Well, that's just, you know, how it is, you know. If you look at the Bible, the Bible says it's okay. Guess what? You can make the Bible say whatever you want if you want to justify yourself. You can. Instead of taking it for what it says. And the Bible says that God's going to judge all ungodliness and all unrighteousness, no matter how big or... How small we make it. By the way, there's no such thing as a small sin with God. But in that, in his love, God is going to judge that, yes, but in his love and care for mankind, he gave the blessed plan of salvation. That Jesus Christ, suffering, bleeding, and dying, to take that same sin. Do we understand that? The depravity and wickedness that we see today, Jesus died to forgive that. Jesus became sin for us. That's hard to even imagine. That just comes, okay, that, your brain's going to break. But Jesus died to pay for that sin. And those people can be saved because he paid for it. So we look at the sins of the world today. We see the depravity. God, Jesus died to pay for those sins. And those people can be forgiven. Whether or not they will take that forgiveness is the question. We don't know who will and who will not. We should not stand in the place of God but faithfully share that light. That's why we are lights in the world. And that light shines in the darkness. Let's not dim our lamp. Let's make it shine all the brighter. I'm going to stand out. Yep, you will. And you know what? Jesus stood out, didn't he? He says, I will draw all men unto myself. Why? Because they could see him. He was I I'm going to be lifted up and I will draw all men unto myself. The same way we need to stand up and be Christians that shine bright so that people are drawn to the light. Well people most well there people I talked, to they reject yeah they're rejecting light but there's going to be people that are drawn to it. And we're there for the people who are drawn to it and we get so offended over the people that reject it. So, well, people don't want me to shine the light. They don't, but other people will thank you for shining your light. Thank you for being a light, because I was in darkness and then I saw you. And what do we do to draw them to Christ and bring them to Christ? Let's stand up and be light. Let's not be afraid of the dark. It's scary. Oh, guess what? The Satan makes a lot of noise, but he knows what's going to happen to him. And you know what? I, I'm remembered, If you ever read, read Pilgrim's Progress? I think of this all the time because the devil can be so ferocious and so loud. And yes, he is dangerous. But when, Pilgr- when Christian is ready to go into Interpreter's house, there's the gate and there were two lions roaring ferociously. He's, I'm afraid. He said, stay in the middle of the path and they cannot reach you. Even though they were roaring and they were snarling and they seemed so dangerous. No way we could go. He stayed on the narrow path, didn't he? And what happened? The chains only reached so far they couldn't reach him. Remember what we just read? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. If you're following after Christ, you're in that way. We talked about that in Sunday school, in the way of the Lord. Darkness is not going to touch you. But you're going to draw those that want to be free from the darkness because you know what they're going to see? You're free from the darkness. This person's free. I'm not. How do I become free? Jesus, my Lord, will set you free. Amen. So this morning, yes, there's great darkness, but there is a great light in Jesus Christ. And he can save you. If you're here this morning and you have that darkness in your heart and your life and you need to be saved, you can be saved today. We as Christians, we need to stand up as lights in the world. Brightly illuminated where all can see and not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Therefore, we will draw people to ourselves. Not for our glory, but so we can show them he is the reason. I am this way. He is the reason. I'm only reflecting. I'm not light. I'm reflecting the light. Are we going to be that kind of Christian? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you be with us in invitation time. Lord, the darkness frightens us. We don't understand it. And Lord, you tell us we don't need to understand it. You tell us what it's all about. And Lord, I pray that we would... Not fear the dark, but Lord, that we would stand true to you and follow you because you're in the light. I pray that that darkness that we see would drive us closer to you. But Lord, you have called us to be lights in the world, to stand and be a light, to shine a light in the darkness, to shine light wherever we go. To have a lifestyle of being that light. And Lord, if we're dabbling with darkness, I pray that we would just cast it away from us and reject it. Say, no, I need to be that light. This is interfering with my being a light. Help us, Lord, to see that. Help us to have a new, renewed resolve. For Lord, the devil wants us to think that these people cannot be saved to reject them. But Lord, we know you will judge. But Lord, you're also merciful. And you desire to show your mercy and your grace through us. Help us to see those that need help to have pity. For Lord, it's, it's revolting, it's disgusting to see what's going on, but Lord, it's so sad. They're lost. They've rejected you. But Lord, you still have a heart of tender mercy and compassion towards them. I pray that we take a lesson from that this morning. Bless us, we pray, and be with the invitation time. In Jesus' name, amen.